BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. ...is going to put this country first. Or do you want Dick Cheney in three-inch heels? First, like to say they're five-inch heels, and I don't wear them unless you can run in them. Five Republican presidential hopefuls square off during the third GOP debate in Miami. A look at the topics and the heated exchanges. And the city of St. Louis considers a ban on the open carry of firearms. What the Board of Aldermen plan to talk about today. And we reported on this yesterday, a woman killed in a hit and run on I-55. She is now identified. The ongoing search for the driver responsible. We welcome you back on this Thursday. It's November 9th, and you are watching The Power of Two at 6 a.m. I'm John Pertzborn. I'm Blair Lede. Good morning to you all. We're going to take a live look at our Together Credit Union right. Ruth Cam. At, um, Venus. Yeah, some stuff in the sky there. Angela Huddy knows all about it. All morning long. You've got the moon, the waning crescent moon uh, on the bottom there, so to speak, and then the planet Venus uh, up above. They are very, very close in the sky. They've been rising together all morning long. And uh, when you go outside, it looks a little distorted there, but it's sort of like the little smile of, Ven of the moon is pointing you right up to Venus. So very cool, cool image there this morning. Always love to bring you those views. We'll be able to see those two for another 30 minutes or so. Once the sun comes up, we'll lose them pretty quickly, but it's been great to have the clear skies for that view this morning. But clear skies and north winds that have been gusty at times have been dropping those temperatures as expected behind the cold front that moved through last night. We're in the 50s right now, right around 50 degrees. So much chillier out the door, that jacket or sweatshirt I said you could leave at home yesterday. Don't do that this morning. We're going to be around 49 degrees at that morning bus stop. This afternoon, temperatures aren't going to warm up all that much. We'll see highs around 60 degrees. Notice the increase in cloud cover. Quite cloudier, uh, quite a bit cloudier this afternoon and then later tonight. But the rain from those clouds, mm, not so much for St. Louis. We'll talk about a near miss coming up in just a couple of minutes. Right now, let's check on the roadways with Amelia. Yeah, Angela, you've been saying to leave the coats at home. I've been saying to take the uh, car or the seat warmers off, but you probably might need that this morning for a more comfortable drive and maybe blast the heat a little bit from your air conditioning units. Getting out the door this morning, the good news is you don't really have to pack your patience this morning because everything is moving. We've had no early traffic incidents, just a little bit heavier volume of traffic as the rush hour moves I'll keep track of your traffic all the rest of this morning. Larry and John. Thank you, Amelia. St. Louis City could move closer today to a firearms open carry ban. Well, the Power of Two's Chris Renier is live in downtown to tell us what led up to this, and he gives us a preview as well. Chris, good morning to you. Blair, good morning to you. John, good morning to you as well. This is the latest move by the St. Louis City Board of Aldermen to try and regulate the carrying of guns in the city of St. Louis. Board Bill 107 is up for perfection today, meaning it is going to be debated and prepared for a potential final vote soon. The full Board of Aldermen meeting inside City Hall here 
at 10 o'clock this morning. Concerns about the open carrying of guns in the city really came to the forefront after multiple people were captured in videos walking around downtown with their guns out in plain sight this past summer. The bill in the spotlight today is being sponsored by Alderman Rasheen Aldridge, Board President Megan Green, also co-sponsoring. The legislation would prohibit the open carrying of firearms in the city of St. Louis, except for law officers and those required to openly carry a gun as part of their official duty. The bill would not apply to those who are carrying a gun in a concealed manner and out of the public view. Those 18 and older who violate this new legislation could face a $500 fine and or jail time of up to 30 days. Minors who violate the ordinance could face fines of $100 or be required to perform community service. This bill goes one step further than a bill passed by the board this past summer and signed by Mayor Tashara Jones. That legislation only allows people to openly carry guns in the city if they have a concealed carry permit. The Board of Aldermen meeting today instead of its regular day tomorrow on Friday since it is Veterans Day. For now, live downtown, I'm Chris Fournier. Thanks so much, Chris. And the Power of Two news, we have uh, information on the Major Case Squad, which is in Collinsville, Illinois this morning, investigating the murder of a 21-year-old man. Police say that Tyrese Owens was found in a ditch near his apartment yesterday morning. He had a serious cut on his upper body. Approximately 20 investigators with the Major Case Squad and Collinsville Police Department are assigned to this case. A borrow of two news follow-up on homicide investigations in St. Louis City and County. This is after two men were found dead and burned just hours apart. Detectives say an autopsy determined the victim found in North County died after being shot. Sources in the city say their victim was also shot. Police have not yet said if the two cases are connected. Here's another power of two follow-up. It's on those three MoDOT contractors who were hurt after police say a drunk driver slammed into their work site. It happened Tuesday night on 270. MoDOT says the three workers hurt are employees of Pace Construction. Two of those workers are still in the hospital with serious conditions. One worker has been released. Police say that the driver responsible drove around flashing lights, hit them, then took off. He's now facing DWI charges. The highway patrol says the workers were all wearing safety vests and reflective gear when they were hit. New details on our top story from yesterday. Police identify the woman killed in a hit and run. This was on I-55. That person is 43-year-old Randy Smith. The crash happened a little after midnight yesterday morning on southbound lanes of the highway near Lindbergh Boulevard. Police are still looking for the driver of that hit-and-run vehicle. It's not clear why Smith was on the highway. 6.05 is your time right now. The Power of Two is your local election headquarters. And last night's third Republican presidential debate in Miami saw some tense exchanges while the front runner for the nomination once again steered clear. Doug Luzader has more from Washington this morning. A former President Trump was not on the stage last night, but he was on the warpath as the other leading Republicans often lashed out at one another. As the debate wrapped up, there were smiles on stage, but just minutes earlier, it wasn't so pleasant. 
the most talked about moment, an exchange between Nikki Haley and Vivek Ramaswamy about Chinese-owned TikTok. In the last debate, she made fun of me for actually joining TikTok while her own daughter was actually using the app for a long time. So you might want to take care of your family first. Leave my daughter out of your voice. Here's the truth. You're just the easy scum. Answer. You're just scum, she said. And while much of this debate centered on foreign policy, there were divisions over the war in Ukraine. We must stand with all of those that are standing up for democracy and freedom in this world. Federal funding is a privilege, not a right. Senator Tim Scott took universities to task for fostering anti-Semitism. There was also a post-mortem on Tuesday's off-year election results, which largely favored Democrats and abortion rights. I think of all the stuff that's happened to the pro-life cause, uh, they have been caught flat-footed on these referenda. 2024 is our final battle. The former President Donald Trump, the clear GOP frontrunner, hasn't taken part in any of the debates. And he did some counter-programming last night with a rally just a few miles away. I'm standing in front of tens of thousands of people right now, and it's on television. That's a hell of a lot harder to do than a debate. And while this debate stage had five participants, the next one will likely be smaller. We expect the fourth debate to take place next month in Alabama. In Washington, I'm Doug Luzader for The Power of Two. At 607 right now, a group of lawmakers in Jefferson City, they met for hours behind closed doors to talk about an ethics complaint. Now, this happened yesterday. This is the second time the House Ethics Committee has met in less than two weeks. It comes as members of House Speaker Dean Plocker's own party call on him to resign. This is after he started paying back thousands of dollars for work-related travel that he paid for out of his campaign fund. He's running for lieutenant governor earlier this week. The vice chair of the committee recused himself from the group because he's also running for lieutenant governor. We have a job to do here in this committee and due to the House rules, as has been previously mentioned, I cannot comment. Um, but I can assure you that as chairman, due process will be followed and confidentiality is of the utmost importance for the integrity of the committee as well as the House. Locker also fired his chief of staff last month. He says he's not resigning. The Ethics Committee plans to meet again, but they haven't said when. Atlanta, Georgia police are in St. Louis this weekend. They're going to be having a hiring event. And some call this an attempt to poach officer recruits from our region. Atlanta police say attendees will be able to apply, interview, complete assessments, and leave with a conditional offer. Well, the Post-Dispatch reports that Mayor Tashara Jones texted the mayor of Atlanta and said, hey, stop poaching our people. Well, that mayor, Andre Dickens, claims he didn't know his department was recruiting in other cities. The St. Louis Police Department currently has a vacancy rate of about 28 percent.